0: Just sitting there silently. <laughs> Welcome to the Weird Hour.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: Nita. I'm
1: Ria. I'm Bothwell.
0: And we're the weird kids from school who grow up to be proud of it. Uh and so are you. That's why you're here. Uh, if you well, weren't, then piss off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're in the wrong place. Too Go to the Cool Kids Podcast.
0: Go <laughs> listen to like. Unironically some kind of common podcast
1: this is niche oh okay
0: oh it's not not really niche
1: that's a good way of alienating our audience (laughs) we only want a very few people listening (laughs) i feel like wish granted (laughs) the aim is
0: at least one alienation per episode
1: are we still going country by country
0: or oh no i'm just doing
2: I mean, if I start attempting accents, I'm pretty certain I could uh, encapsulate the whole world. Excellent. Go. Uh, No.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's save something, guys, for the next episode. Um, Cool. What are we talking about today, guys? Uh, So we are talking
0: about zombies. 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 Um, And we're going to make some shit out of clay
1: out of clay i'm really wondering if everyone at home started singing zombies by the cranberry in their head along with us i hope they did by uh, the solo cranberry the singular cranberry the lone uh, cranberry oh actually she passed away didn't she that was really she sad did. i do you know what that al? which album was it the one with um well the one with zombie on it but that was like properly <laughs> Like, teen angst time for me, listening to Oh, that. yeah,
2: of course. Um, you know, basically, it's, it's associated with uh, Clue, uh, Clueless, now, forever.
0: Not the famous board game. <laughs> not, not the board game about <laughs> Oh, my God. Um,
2: no, Clue. Uh, no, Cluedo is the board game, or I suppose some do call it I Clue, think, but Clue yeah. is the movie based on the board game, which I
1: adore. And does that have the zombie... Song on it sounds no
2: clueless, clueless. <laughs> oh, okay, cool.
1: Just Just check. Check. Uh, oh god, yes, yeah, with creepy exactly. Ethan, yeah. And he's like, Hurry. and you're like, fuck off, Ethan, no one wants to know. No. He is such a cheese ball, he is like the cheesiest guy ever.
2: Yeah, I loved Clueless, I so I adore that movie, uh, but I do think that uh, she probably shouldn't have got together with her stepbrother, like, why? Well, bit weird. Her stepbrother is Paul Rudd, though. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'd all we'd all make that choice, wouldn't we? I
1: mean... He just seems like such a great guy. Nah. Yeah.
2: But maybe she could just hang out with him because he's a great guy instead of, I don't know, picking from your own family.
1: <laughs> Judging. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys, branch out. <laughs> Leave the blood relations alone. Uh, in I mean, fact, I, he's not I, a blood he's, relation. He's, he's not he's a not yeah. blood
2: relation, but, like...
1: Do does so. that sound advice though? Do do leave the blood relations alone.
2: <laughs> I mean, please do. No matter please.
1: how sexy. No, I'm
2: joking.
1: <laughs> Don't do it, guys. Incest. Anyway, Nina, uh, you're uh, starting
0: uh, this week. I think we should just end the podcast there. <laughs> yeah, <I think.
1: laughs> Don't commit incest. Okay. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> we said all we need to say for this week.
2: This is your PSA for yes. uh, for 2020. You know, because no one can get out the house.
1: Oh, real.
0: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> you know, I often think it can't get darker, and then there it is. Oop, there but, it
0: is. <laughs> by the time we release this, it'll be 2021. So
1: yeah, oh, but do you, what that's gonna you be think like quarantine's always. going, we'll going away?
0: No, I think we will have turned into full-on zombies by then.
1: Yeah. Hey, I I speaking just... of which, oh yeah, Segway. Oh, yeah. Segway. Okay, Nina, you're first. El niño. Cool. Um.
0: So. I feel like you guys know how I feel about zombies. And someone just put this in the, ha- the Hat Sox song wow. to me. No. She hates zombies. I think zombies. I know how you feel is about zombies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't like zombie movies. I just, fa- I don't care for it. It's the same storyline. <laughs> I don't no, care
2: I mean, I, d- I don't know what I don't to tell you, That's the same with everything. It's like with romance, with-
0: uh, Yeah, but romance, maybe they get married. Maybe someone dies. Maybe she gets pregnant. That, that's a variety of different Is, ways. Yeah, it's
1: romance, maybe someone dies. Movies.
0: <laughs> Tragic romance. Yeah. That's my idea of romance, apparently. Titanic, man.
1: Most romantic film. That was the story of how one wardrobe design and a selfish lady failed to save a drowning man. That's what that story was, was about. Was a wardrobe? Wasn't it a wardrobe door? Uh, it could have been, yeah. This anonymous, large door. I've always thought it was a wardrobe door. Guys, maybe it was something else. If you know, write in and tell us. I mean, that's a big fucking wardrobe,
2: huh? Just
0: a fancy
1: bit of wood.
2: I mean, I just want to... Like, if it was a wardrobe door,
1: how did it get out? (laughs) Of the ship that was falling apart and breaking and being crushed by water. Maybe the
0: wardrobe was perfectly placed on the part where... The boat snapped snapped. in half,
2: and then the wardrobe door just fell off as the wardrobe. Yeah, the door
0: was like, "Well, I've got to go with the front of the boat because I'm facing (laughs) that way."
2: (laughs) Also, Nina, all those things that you mentioned that happen in romance and intrigue and whatever also happens in zombie movies. People do get pregnant. It's horrible
1: and twisted. Which films have you been watching? No, I actually don't want to know. Please don't answer that question. I, I've
0: been watching zombie movies. <laughs> I just, maybe I need to watch a decent zombie movie, but oh, I just. Oh,
2: I, I, I stopped no, watching them when I was a teenager. Decent
0: just
1: is. I think uh, as yeah. well, I'm going to have to bring in gaming at this point. I think gaming also um, kind of got my love of zombies, so playing Resident Evil also was there Oh, house of the dead i mean low I, I now my mind has gone blank even though there's literally 50 million zombie games left for dead that's another one i think uh, i'm
0: realizing i have a very narrow area of fear that i enjoy being in and if it's too much or too little i'm not into it because games too much zombie films, films not enough too little. yeah fair i want to be scared but i don't really like things chasing me and having to fight them because that's too much
1: Oh, I love that. That's my favourite part. Um, um,
0: maybe I'm old enough now because I am thinking of Resident Evil when I was about 10 years old and I couldn't do it. It was too much. And that was on PS1 <gasps> where they didn't even
1: look like fucking zombies. <laughs> they were made like with their one pixel. Yeah, they looked like stickmen. <laughs> and I loved it when you walked up the stairs. It was like... I never got to any stairs. You literally had to walk into the house. <laughs> Did you just stay on the opening credits? Like, it may have been a demo. You know. <laughs> amazing
0: anyhow okay okay so because that's how I feel about zombies um, I'm also like Ria you better be doing some weird crazy zombie story that where people are zombies in real life because I was like how am I going to tell a story about this so I've decided to do real life zombies and like real examples of it um, and surprisingly couldn't find any examples of it in actual humans so it's um, like funguses and germs and shit
2: yeah that's really cool i found i found some articles like that i'm really excited to hear what you have to say about them
0: that's the first time you've ever told me that ever and it feels really weird <laughs> i'm really <laughs> excited about <laughs> you proud saying. or <laughs> scared okay so the first uh, i've just got two so i'm the first one i'm doing is zombie ants yes uh. So, in the Brazilian jungle, at a height of about 25 centimetres off the ground, carpenter ants can be found with their jaws permanently locked on a leaf, (gasps) bodies frozen as an alien stalk grows through their head. These, These ants are the victims of, excuse me while I butcher this, Ophiocordyceps unilateralis, that's definitely wrong, also known as the zombie ant fungus. So, the fungus first enters an ant's bloodstream as single cells, but those cells soon begin copying themselves and building connections so that those individual cells can share nutrients. These connections form networks that wrap around the ant's muscles until the ant's body succumbs to the fungus's control. Researchers from Penn State University found that the fungus takes full control of the ant's muscle fibres, forcing them to move as it wants them to.
1: That's really like Borg-esque, like Star Trek. I don't like it. Um, David Hughes,
0: Associate Professor of Entomology and Biology, notes We found that a high percentage of the cells in a host were fungal cells. In essence, these manipulated animals were a fungus in ants' clothing. Oh. Yeah, academics quotes.
1: Fungus in ants' clothing. I loved it.
0: Um, so, what it causes uh, the ant is compelled to leave its colony and climb up a nearby plant to the precise height above the jungle floor where the humidity and temperature are optimal for the fungus to thrive. The ant is then forced to bite into a leaf to maintain its position, never to move again. With its host in perfect position, the fungal passenger forms a stalk that grows through the ant's head and produces spores that then rain down on the other ants below, grabbing more victims. And interestingly, this network doesn't appear to reach the ant's brain entomologists are not sure whether the fungus releases chemicals that affect the ant's brain from afar effectively killing it as far as the ant is concerned or if it takes a more sinister approach by leaving the ant's brain alone to witness the remainder of the takeover but cutting off any muscle control and thus the brain's ability to stop it that's horrible that plant is diabolical (laughs) yeah it's horrific evil fungus evil fungus indeed
1: Um, so that's it that's the ants nature's cool i knew there was a reason i thought only thought mushrooms were okay (laughs) i knew that was the reason i fucking hated them i don't hate them but they are only okay because some of them are obviously brilliant and have great effects and others of them are turning ants into zombies which i don't like at all
2: yeah we should uh start uh like a campaign against uh, fungal parasites that zombify ants. Yeah, and, let's do it. And we could have so what is it against a p that? No, I can't. I can't come up with the anachronism. <laughs> right, anachronism. Or I like no. that
0: word. That's oh my new goal. What an exciting <laughs> word you made. Ant anachronism. I say. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, well, you've got until the end of the podcast to think of a nice little. I don't even know what it's called with the initials (laughs) acronym, an acronym. Acronym, Acronym, yeah, that is about ants and fungus.
2: Yes, I mean, who knows? Maybe I will, or maybe I'll have drunk enough wine that I won't be
0: able to. (laughs) Take your bet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Place your wagers.
0: So uh, there, my second one is about wasps, uh, Uh. and it's like a parasite inception, because. It's about two wasps, but they're both parasite- cites- citic, para- parasitic. They parasites.
1: Parasitic Are
0: they parasiting each other? One is.
1: One's, oh. So one's
0: parasiting a tree, the other is parasiting the other wasp. Oh. So. That sounds
1: very involved.
0: It well, he goes right up his bum. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sort of,
1: if, if wasps have buttholes. I... <laughs> Maybe that's for another (laughs) podcast What creatures do and don't have buttholes I'd love that episode (laughs) (laughs) Favourite word
2: Your favourite word is butthole
0: Yeah Because of Nat's
1: reaction to it (laughs) Is your favourite word An acronym Sria Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes Okay so tell us about your wasps um, so I'm talking about the crypt keeper wasp, also known as the uterus set, which begins its diabolical journey early in its life, right after an adult cryptkeeper wasp lays its eggs into the chambers of the same tree that another parasitic wasp species, the ghoul wasp, inhibits. What? Did that make sense?
1: Yeah, so it ghouls... did. It's just a mind blow.
2: Yeah, it was... it's just it's just long. Yeah, so ghouls uh, are what you use to make black ink. Are they? Yeah. Or so there's like little those little lumps that grow off of trees because of the wasps laying their eggs in them. Huh. Yeah. You can use that. Smash that up when it's like hard and dry.
1: Wasp fact. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred and one so, fun things to do with a wasp. We only found one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh I know another fact about wasps. Figs eat them. Zombie fig. Uh figs. Well, I mean, okay, technically they just sort of dissolve in the fig. So, like, a female stuck. wasp uh, crawls inside it to lay her eggs and then dies. Oh. Do the eggs die? No, the eggs then hatch and the little wasps uh, crawl out.
1: Do oh. they destroy the fig, thereby getting their revenge?
2: No. Like, you could... It is possible. No, oh, it's uh...
1: like a symbiotic
2: yeah. kind of... Yeah, and um, basically uh, commercial figs aren't um fertilized this way so you won't find wasps in them but like figs in the wild we'll so sometimes have a dead wasp in them yes no. pollinated sorry is what i meant anyway. stingy yeah mm.
0: so the the gall wasps nest in tiny cavities called crypts on their host tree which provide free nutrition throughout their development typically when the adult wasps are ready to leave they chew a hole through the bark and make their way out but for some gall wasps things don't go according to plan instead of exiting the hole they make researchers found the wasps would plug the holes with their head and die this is because the <laughs> why is that funny because wasps are dicks <laughs> and that's like
2: sometimes they just plug their head in the hole and
0: die <laughs> Like because the hole's too small <laughs> the hole that they've made themselves all right I'm sorry. <laughs> so this is because the wasps are being manipulated by the cryptkeeper wasp that capitalises on the ghoul wasp's ability to chew a hole for its own exit. So upon <laughs> oh, hatching, that sound good? <laughs> you can chew a hole through your own exit? <laughs> no, for oh. your own exit, not through your. <laughs> okay, thank God. Ah! I can't even reach. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've already got a hole there. I don't need two. Yeah, it's true. Uh, (laughs) and then my whole head would fit through, and I wouldn't get stuck.
2: That's right. (laughs) I I, all the pros, none of the cons.
0: Yeah, (laughs) flavor, maybe con. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you had to specify that. Flavor, (laughs) con, con. I could see you adding that to your pro list. Me? (laughs) (laughs) No poops for me. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) upon hatching from the edge, the juvenile cryptkeeper wasp burrow into the body of the gore wasp and take control of their body. As it does, it urges its new host to begin its journey to freedom by tunnelling out from the bark of the tree however the larva makes its host chew a hole that is not large enough for the gall wasp to escape and the gall wasp becomes trapped in the hole then once it's stuck the crypt keeper wasp eats the gall wasp from the inside out eventually popping out from the dead host's head and flying away
1: wonderful That's really dark yeah.
0: That's surely so there's got to
1: be a quicker way to get outside
2: yeah but without any energy
1: like yeah it was the researchers were
0: trying to figure out why they do that, and they they were their theories are that it takes either too much energy for the smaller cryptkeeper wasp to chew through the bark, or um, it doesn't have strong enough jaws to through, chew through the bark itself. So it just makes the other wasp do it for it, gets some nutrients from that wasp by gobbling through its body, and then it's then it's out. Yeah,
2: it's efficient.
1: I wonder if one of their theories was also, guys, wasps are pricks. Yeah. Is it just because they're a bag of dicks? Is that a theory? I, I think it is. Proven. 100%. Proven. 100%. Proven. they sting you for no reason?
0: Uh,
2: yes, yes, they do sting you for no reason. They are doing vital work in the community. Are they? <laughs> fucking dying in a fig? How is that helpful? <laughs> um, but they're often... Um,
0: Killing pests. They are pests. (laughs) Normally killing the pests that eat crops. Also, what are you doing to them? Because they only sting you if you freak out and start
1: smacking at them. Not true. And this is why wasps Come up and attack me. I was in my house doing nothing. I can't can't even remember what I was doing. Literally doing nothing. And a wasp stung me on the little toe. It stung you. (laughs) What a dick. Stung you. Stung me. me. (laughs) Also... A likely
2: story, Bobs. You were probably like <laughs> dancing a jig on its nest, like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you wasp. Well, I doing the
1: can.: I have But been... no seriously though, doing nothing, minding my own, and this douche comes in, and it's not as though my little, you know, of everything that could have been in its way, it wasn't going to be my little toe. Maybe you've uh, got a very
0: large little toe.
2: Did I tell you about the time that a wasp got stuck in my leg?
1: oh Oh, no no but please do it stung
2: me it stung me in my leg and then it couldn't get out so what did you do uh i went oh it's still there to this day yeah it's still there to this day (laughs) we have Um, become one yeah no uh i got some people to pull it out people People? how big was it it's like a tug of war Just well, like its winning yeah. like crazy. Like, you know, well, it was like one of those um, fairground things, you know, like test your strength. At you know, a at a queue, trying to pull it out. Were, uh, were, were
1: people will?
2: <laughs> no, this was actually um, years ago. I was round um, round a farmhouse, and uh, I think it was my friend's grandparents who pulled it out of my leg. Both oh. of them, grandma and grandpa. Uh,
0: yeah, probably the grandma, more likely. Yeah, let's be honest. Well, that was Grandma's crazy. get shit. I, uh, I once had a wasp stuck in my jeans, but I didn't know because they were on the floor. Put them on. Wasp stung me in my leg a lot of times. Oh. Took off the
2: jeans. Wasp was dead. Bet you, bet you wish it could have just been stuck, so it would have only stung her <laughs> once.
1: Actually, no. <laughs> she might not have had a handy grandma around. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've
0: got. Uh, did, yes, I, all the words <laughs> I, there's honestly something wrong with my brain the older I get the less I can talk
2: yeah it's the same for all of us uh, yeah. dementia
1: I don't know the, the older you get maybe the less you should talk Ria <gasps> <laughs> what rude uh, yeah because uh, if I talked less
2: I wouldn't be able to tell you about all of the terrible fan fiction movies I watch
1: <laughs> this is true and where would I get that info from otherwise? Your horrible wasp adventures. <laughs> <laughs> and my so ghost
2: I... adventures, even
0: though I don't believe in ghosts. I really enjoyed both of your ghost stories from last week. Oh, thank it, you. I I wish you guys had more. Maybe just make some more up and we can just do a whole episode on stories you made up. But Things I will believe they're me. real.
2: I think I do have more.
1: You've seen more than one. I've got a friend's ghost story. Right. S- save it. We're doing okay. <laughs> <great. laughs> We'll do an episode. We're doing real ghost encounters. Okay.
2: Except they're not real because it's just imagination.
1: Yeah, but they're real to the people who think they've perceived it. And to be fair with mine, I don't have an explanation for what happened. This is the same conversation we had in the last
0: episode. Anyway, we know, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. <laughs>
2: I'm so sorry that you believed that you saw something that felt real to you. <laughs> that must
0: have been traumatizing for your feelings and beliefs. But not actually.
1: But not actual reality, because it ain't no fact. Anyway, we are so overrunning. <laughs> um, yes, so I just had one
0: more fact that I thought was interesting. I just thought it was cool about those those wasps. Um, this grizzly behavior earned the wasp its scientific name, the Uterus Set, set being the Egyptian god of evil and chaos, who is said to have similar mind-controlling abilities. Ooh. That's pretty cool. That, that is th- really cool. That's some real-life zombies, y'all.
2: Yeah, that's excellent. I loved that. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, you're welcome.
2: Insects are fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah, if they were, like, bigger, I'd be really, really scared. I mean, I'm still quite scared of some of the smaller ones, but if they were, like, wandering around making plans about shit, I'd be really worried. They are wandering around making plans about yeah, shit. Yeah, but their plans are pretty small, for me. I
2: suppose.
1: At but the I, moment.
2: I remember an episode of Outer Limits with these insects that came from Mars, and it was bad.
0: Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Is it also... Not real.
2: Yeah, I mean, it also wasn't real. What's out of limits, Grandma? <laughs> oh, fuck you, child.
1: <laughs> no, don't. Uh, we've already discussed that as a no-go topic at <laughs> the start of the show. Actually, no, you're not related, so we haven't. Scrap that. Bo- me. Okay, so let me pull up my article. So I was a bit like Nina in terms of, I'm not going to be able to tell the story of a human zombie because I'm not like Rhea and I'm not going to describe the plot of World War Z. So that's <laughs> right. Never Still not World forgiven War for C. Twilight. If I was going to pick a movie it would be I Walked with a Zombie. Oh, anyway, fair enough. Um so what I decided to do is kind of it's a little bit cheeky, slightly off topic but I am looking at a medical condition, well, a rare neuropsychiatric condition called Cotard syndrome, which is also known as Cotard's delusion, and also walking corpse syndrome.
0: <gasps> so that's not cheating at all.
1: Yeah, well, I was just in case anyone was like, we're looking for the reanimated dead. Um, I don't have. That yeah,
0: subject. I insist
2: on reanimated dead. Uh, as well, I my look forward content. to
0: your content then. Oh, oh,
2: please do. Please yeah, you do it's look it's forward to it. Insisting that I other
1: people do it and you haven't done <laughs>
2: it. You have no idea what I've done.
1: I don't. No. If you've reanimated a corpse, especially for this podcast, <laughs> I am going to be mega impressed. And
2: here's it. one on so awesome. oh Oh, uh, by the way, love Reanimator. Um, God, I just want to watch movies of the 80s, guys.
1: I know yeah. you yeah.
0: do. But we, I'm going to yeah. tell you about Cotard Syndrome instead, okay? Mm, I just um, have to say rear animator
1: because otherwise it won't leave my head but carry on that uh, you did that and i appreciated that so um there are a current there are approximately 200 cases of uh cottard syndrome known worldwide and what happens with this delusion is that the affected person holds the belief that they are dead or do not exist or are putrefying or have lost their blood or internal organs and they also have delusions of non-existence concerning kind of like the extent. Sometimes they think they're immortal because they think they can't die. But I'm going to get onto that. But they're all, they did die.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That you so this kind of feeds into twice. the
1: idea that they can't die because they must be immortal because they've died so many times and yet they're still here. Okay. So it's most commonly, in terms of the research that we have, it's most commonly seen in people with severe depression. It's not actually listed in the DSM-5 or the ICD-10. So these are the diagnostic manuals. So DSM-5 is American and uh, ICD is European, maybe. Um Or no, yeah, anyway. um, So the reason it's not kind of listed as a syndrome alone is because it's not something that you have by yourself. It's generally part of another illness. Um, and it falls under the category of a somatic delusion. So it involves bodily functions or sensations. It's a bit of a difficult one for people to diagnose because you'd have to have a clinician who is a very aware of it and able to separate it from perhaps, you know, kind of ideas of hallucinations and things like that, that you might see in a patient with psychosis, that sort of thing. But it's different from hallucinations. Yes. A delusion is a belief about something, whereas a hallucination might be triggered by seeing things. Right. Okay. Um, by the way, this is my very ignorant belief.
2: Delusions could be caused by hallucinations.
1: Potentially, yes. So it's commonly seen with both. Like, as in the person afflicted would have um, would be experiencing uh, would you know have something like a, a serious health issue like schizophrenia as well. So that's common. Um, but the delusion itself is a it, it's a belief. It's a belief about their state of either. It's kind of just beliefs in relation to negation. It's whether they believe that part of themselves is missing or putrefying or dying. Um, and then they start to kind of deny their own existence. Well so. that sounds hella traumatic.
0: It yeah, does Sounds pretty traumatic.
1: Really,
2: really sad.
1: So it came about, um, there was actually one case prior to this, but because of the limited time, I'm not going to go into it, but you can find out about it. But basically in 1880, uh, the neurologist Jules Cotard um, described the syndrome. Um, So it was a psychiatric syndrome of varied severity, and he called it the delirium of negation, um, but in French. Um, So a mild case is categorized by despair and self-loathing. Um, whereas going to the severe end of the case, you would have delusions of not being here and chronic psychiatric depression. So his case um, that kind of brought this to his intention was a patient called, we call her Mademoiselle X in his notes. And she claimed to have no brain, no nerves, no chest, no stomach and no intestines. Um she tried to kill herself on several occasions, but had been unsuccessful. Um, so for this reason, she believed that she was eternal and would live forever. Since she was immortal, she also concluded that she didn't have uh, innards anyway because she didn't need to eat. And she actually died of starvation. Wow. So, um, it was that description of her case that basically got somebody to uh, to name it Cottard's syndrome after he passed away. Um, it's been described as existing in three different stages. So you've got stage one, which is kind of the germination stage, and this is normal with symptom of uh, symptoms of psychotic depression and um, hypochondria, or you know, like health anxiety. Um, in the blooming stage, which is the second one, you get full development of the syndrome and delusions of negation. Um, so this is when they start to have the ideas about being dead. Um, and then the chronic stage, which is continued severe delusions along with chronic psychiatric depression. So basically, you're not you're not in a good way um, when it's happening. And is it quite, fixable? Uh, it will be. Let me tell you about it. Sorry. Right. Sorry. That's OK. I got Stop concerned. Get to the end. All right. Um, so. It also tends to isolate people in the same way that a lot of mental health conditions can, um, in that people start to neglect themselves quite seriously. So things like personal hygiene and physical health, um, because they don't see themselves as as alive, therefore they don't bother with these things. Um, So although a diagnosis of Cotards, as I've said before, kind of doesn't require the patient to have had hallucinations. The strong delusions of, around being dead are kind of comparable to those who have um, conditions such as schizophrenia. So it's kind of uh, the belief is is on that level that it's happening. So it usually um, is encountered in people who've got experienced psychosis, uh, schizophrenia, clinical depression, derealization, brain tumours. Um, there's also cases of brain trauma um we know people who've been affected after um after the fact of an accident um and it's in the medical literature literature at the moment kind of indicates that Cotard's delusion is associated with lesions in your parietal lobe so that is the lobe of the brain behind the frontal lobe so kind of
0: in the middle
1: you guys can see me but uh, no one else can Um, it's in her head yes yes um It also, um, the Cotard's delusion patient presents a greater incidence of brain atrophy, especially of the median frontal lobe. So, yeah, there's also brain atrophy there. uh,
0: Greater than,
1: like, people who don't have any. People who don't have it, yeah. So your brain atrophy is at a greater rate with Cotard syndrome than if you did not have Cotard syndrome. Mm. Um, In really great news, ladies, it is uh, in general reported to be more common in females and older age groups. So forget menopause. But we now have this as well to look forward to. Excellent. Uh, but like I said, it's it's rare. Um,
0: do you, do you have anything about
1: people's experiences of it? I do.
0: I'm oh, going to do that. You know? yeah. Okay.
1: Um. So there's a couple of cases that I'm going to bring to light. Um. There is one case that I wasn't able to get hold of the. Um, details for but it has occurred very rarely in adolescence but I couldn't find any um, patient reports on that which was a bummer but yes bear with me and I'm just going to pull them up so there's quite a few interesting ones. I'll just do a couple of them. So um, in 2008, uh, New York psychiatrists reported that they had a 53-year-old patient. We'll just call her Ms. L. And she had been brought in by her family um, because she was complaining that she was dead and smelled like rotting flesh. So she asked them to take her to the morgue so that she could be with the other dead people.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, well, and- that would be socially isolating. It, yeah, yeah. Um, she, instead, of obviously, her family dialed 911 and she was admitted to a psychiatric unit. Um, she did also, while they were taking her in, she accused paramedics of trying to burn her house down. So there's obviously this idea that she was suffering from, you know, kind of other delusions as well um, and maybe some paranoia. Um, after a month or so of a strong drug regimen, she was released with great improvement in her symptoms.
2: She didn't want so, to go to the morgue anymore.
1: No, she was she was cool not to go and hang out in the morgue. So then we have another one. So this is slightly further back, but this is due to a um, injury. So in 1996, a Scottish man who suffered a head injury and in a motorcycling accident began to believe he had died from complications during his recovery. Um, yeah. <laughs> And what happened not long after he kind of completed his physical recovery, he and his mum moved from Edinburgh to South Africa. And the heat, he explained to his doctors, confirmed that his belief that only hell could be this hot. So he just he just believed that he had passed away um, due to complications during his recovery. Um, Uh, Imagine if you truly believed you're in hell, but it was just like
0: Earth, Mm. but just really hot. But, like,
1: your, like, normal life is hell to you. It's really, it's it's quite sad, actually, looking yeah. into this place. It was like, but it's very, it, A, it's very extreme and it's very rare. Um, yeah, I wonder why he thought his mum was in hell with him. I wonder what she'd
0: done. I imagine he wasn't
2: or maybe that entirely was entirely
0: illogically. Yeah. <sighs> no, I, I suppose.
2: But that's the, that's kind of the thing, isn't it? It's like, if you're, because we can all uh, have, like, thoughts and be all like oh i wonder if if actually uh we're living in hell on earth and there's actually been the whole um oh what's the thing where they like take all the good people up to heaven and it begins with r
1: oh the um oh god what's it called like cults Redemption. always Redemption. is gonna happen renaissance. No. revolutionary Ren- the Renaissance.
2: <laughs> yeah the renaissance so we we had the renaissance no uh oh uh oh the end of the world. What's it now? No, called?
1: it's like the rapture. Yeah, the there you go.
2: And then you're all like, oh, maybe we've already had the rapture and we're all just left here on earth uh, in hell. Well, maybe, maybe that it would was the Renaissance. Donald Trump.
0: I mean, it would. Maybe he's he's leaving. By the time this comes out, <laughs> he'll, no more he'll Donald be Trump. in office, but <laughs> it won't be
1: long. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when this is coming out. Um, next year though. So um, I'm just going to do a couple more and then um, start to wrap it up. So a 46 year old woman who um, was seen by doctors in Belgium who claimed not to have eaten nor gone to the bathroom in months nor slept in years. She explained that all her organs had rotted and that she had no blood uh, and the doctors who monitor monitored her heart or took her blood pressure were deceiving her because she didn't have a heartbeat. So after multiple admissions to hospital and a lapse in taking her medication, over the next 10 months, her situation gradually started to improve. Um, you, you said improve like it got worse. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was. No, no, her situation
1: started to yeah, improve. She, no, she started to,
2: yeah, she started to improve. Yay. And that, then the
1: last one. out to her that she was in fact going to the toilet. I guess so. I mean, but that's the thing you have um, for people who kind of want to do a bit more research into this. It is incredibly interesting. There are cases where people are almost brought to, I guess, not brought to their senses, but they have they're they're presented with logic like, you know, you can't be dead because X, Y, Z. And you can see that the patient struggles by trying to put the two beliefs together, you know, of saying that they believe that they're dead. But obviously, comparatively, you know, one of them said, why are you here and conversing with me if you if you're dead? Uh, this was a, a case of a Japanese man and he didn't really have an answer for it but he did looking back after his recovery he still believed that for a period of time he was dead. Wow. Um, I have to tell you very quickly about the most amazing <laughs> quote I found so I was looking on Google Scholar and trying to look up some kind of research papers on Cotard syndrome and again no time to go into all of it, but it's very interesting. So those you who have an interest, please do go have a look. Um, as ever with Google Scholar, there are sometimes articles that have a paywall and I'm just too cheapskate to do it. So with this one, I only had the abstract, but it was just amazing. So this was the case of a man who ended up with two incredibly rare psychiatric conditions. So first of all, he, um, so he had Cottard syndrome and also lycanthropy. Um, So it's obviously a very unusual psychiatric syndrome that involves the delusion of being an animal. uh, And obviously he had a nihilistic delusion about um, kind of death and immortality. So this chap had both together. All I could get were the results from the abstract, and it said, a patient meeting DSM-IV criteria, which is the old um, statistics, um, sorry, is the old manual for um, patient uh, diagnosis, So, a patient meeting DSM 4 criteria for bipolar disorder, mixed type with psychotic feature, had the delusion of being transformed into a dog. He also deluded that he was dead. He was restless and had a serious sense of guilt about his previous sexual contact with a sheep. Oh! The end! (laughs) Joe was like, curveball at the end. Where are we (laughs) going with this? Um, But I seemingly then found an article that tells us a bit more about this. So in 2005, Iranian doctors described uh, the most unusual case recorded, a 32-year-old man arriving at their hospital saying that not only was he dead, but he had been turned into a dog. He said his wife had suffered the same fate. And and also she's a sheep. Oh, wait. His three daughters, he believed, had also died and had turned into sheep. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't. Want, you know that this is conjecture. No one knows. Uh, he said his relatives had tried to poison him, but that nothing could hurt him because God protected him even in death. So he was diagnosed with Cotards and clinical lycanthropy and he was treated with um, electroconvulsive therapy, which relieved him of his major symptoms. So his family? Uh, who knows? Hopefully he. I don't know. They Hopefully were into the fields to graze <laughs> for the rest of their days. Oh, oh no um so yes so that was cottard syndrome and just to answer one of your questions before ria it seems that through medic you know some kind of like pharmacological solutions and also ect um, that people are able to get their symptoms under control and certainly oh, manage them although it seems like the belief doesn't necessarily go i have uh, no it,
2: it does sound a lot more like it's well I can accept what you're saying, sort of thing, mm. as opposed to
0: yeah. Now, They're like no... logically, you're probably right, but I still yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, so, is it
1: distr- is it distressing for them? Yes, I believe so. Um, well, given the high rate of um, suicide as well, so in lots of the stories that sorry, I shouldn't say high rate of suicide. I don't know that, but in lots of the stories that I read, um, there was um, you know many suicide attempts, and it seems like but they, they already did they were not dead. want to. No, but, yeah, it but they makes wanted sense to end their situation.
2: It, yeah, but also, like, if you believe you're dead, but you're still walking around, then something's not right and you want to fix it. Yeah. And the only way to fix that is to make sure that you're not walking around anymore. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but it was re- like, genuinely so interesting reading about this, um, what? And kind of the different ways that it affected people. Can I ask how. That differs from
0: a diagnosis of like hallucinations and delusions that would be like schizophrenia or bipolar or something else. What, yeah. why,
1: why is it a separate syndrome? I suppose it's just a very well, like it says, it doesn't it's exist on its own. It, it, it exists alongside, so it's like a comorbidity, but it's not. It's just those beliefs are called. Yeah. I think it's that specific set of beliefs around kind of um, nihilistic negation, you know, not believing you're either not here or you're dying or you're putrefying is a very specific belief. Um, yeah. Okay. To have. It's a very uh,
0: specific de- delusion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's. Nihilistic uh, guess it's, negation is an amazing combination of words. That's going to be my angsty teenage band name. Nihilistic negation that will be way. Can it I it be on drums? I'm not me. very
2: good at it, but I can hit it probably, you know, once in a while.
1: I mean, not being good at it and and missing it is probably the whole spirit of nihilistic negations. So. <laughs> can I You're be in. the
0: backup singer who just screams negation every now and then without yeah. a mic from the back of the room? Can
1: you have a tambourine?
0: Um if I can throw it at people. Yeah, 100%.
1: <laughs> you don't have to play it, I just want you holding it. Holding. I'll hold it and for then a you bit. Can lob it into the ground. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Like, and point at it every oh, so often, and then point at someone in the crowd. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, give it.
0: them a... You've you got to give them a warning. <laughs> hey, you tambourine face! Ping, <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Who's a tambourine face? Have it, you slag! Couldn't have asked. Okay. Ria! I guess it's me. That was cool. I'm glad you did that, boss. Um, yeah, that was really cool. I, that came up in my... Uh, research and I really wanted to read about it but then I checked who- if anyone else was doing it I knew you found out you were doing it so I was like oh I can't read about it I'm trying I need to save it
2: no save it later for special
0: so I've been trying to stop myself reading about that for a week
2: <laughs>
1: do do wow. read more about it it is amazing
2: okay I would like to talk about um Haitian zombies
1: <gasps> yes
2: you-
0: so uh, I I had to stop myself reading more about
2: yeah so um so Haitian zombies are kind of uh created in um in sort of rituals and things like that and the religion that's kind of followed in Haiti is called bodu so um it's like it's it's kind of the origins for voodoo, which is in uh, Louisiana. So uh, voodoo is kind of like uh, it's just sparkling voodoo. Um, so, but you know, so I'll just read like a little bit about what voodoo is, and then I'll I'll talk a little bit specifically about a man uh, in the 1980s who believed that he had been turned into a zombie. So, yeah. Haitian voodoo is an uh, African diasporic uh, religion. Is it diasporic, diasporic? What does um,
1: that mean? Yeah, in
2: that's the Hait- word I do not know. It, I think it just means, like, the blended experiences of uh, African sort of uh, descendants post-slavery. Okay. okay. But I could be wrong. But at any rate, that's what that tends to. That's what it to. might mean. Yeah. Okay, oh, cool. um, so this was a religion that developed in Haiti between the sixteenth and nineteenth centuries, and it basically is kind of uh, a blending of uh some traditional uh African religions uh from West Africa and Roman Catholicism those two that seem naturally <laughs> yeah uh, that's, <laughs> that's weird so I mean but... It is weird, Uh, but that's kind of the inevitable thing of people who've been like dispossessed from one area and then sort of
1: have to take on
2: religions of.
1: Yeah, you can understand how they, but it's a bit. You know, like when Britney Spears and Fred Durst were rumored to have hooked up, and you were like, "That's an odd, that's an odd pairing." It is an odd
2: pairing, but I can I can certainly imagine both Britney and Fred being drunk.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow.
2: (laughs) Jesus, like. Like that's not a pairing that happened without like some kind of drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Am I wrong? That's true.
1: You don't that's know.
0: True. You don't I, know Britney.
2: Leave I don't know. Maybe Britney they maybe they left for coffee. I haven't a fucking clue. But I, I don't think they did. But the world uh, should
1: leave Britney alone. You're right, Nina.
2: So um, Free Britney. Carry on. Sorry, Brittany. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so um Vodou focuses on the veneration of deities known as Iwa or Iowa. And they're often identified as Yoruba gods. So that's kind of like uh, Nigeria, Burkina Faso, those kind of sort of West African areas. Um, I don't know. I can't can't go any further into explaining Yoruba because I don't have the information. But that's kind of traditional sort of to those locations, like kind of, I guess, spirits or gods or what have you um, that you would pray to in rituals dancing singing all that kind of thing to hopefully you know get results that you want like people risen from the dead i don't know (laughs) just
0: did a thumbs Uh, up before you said that
1: yeah uh so that really sounded like an advert get the results you want from your (laughs) freshly risen dead
0: it looked like (laughs) an advert too when she put
1: her thumbs up
2: (laughs) do you want to raise the dead I know some dances and ritual uh, chanting for you, uh, for so, just
1: four ninety nine a month. <laughs>
2: yes, uh, you know, just ten easy payments. Uh, <laughs> call now, uh, <laughs> please do. Uh, but yes, so and they could also be uh, so the Iwa could be called to possess or kind of ride uh, members uh, who would bring them through drumming, singing, and dancing. So they're kind of like offering up their bodies to be possessed by these these gods, these entities, these de- uh, deities, what have you. Um, and also they would sacrifice animals and do other kinds of divination, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, as I said earlier, the voodoo kind of developed uh, in sort of amid the Atlantic slave trade uh, in Haiti uh, with a mix of nations and and also sort of overseers and things like that. And uh, it says Vodouists were involved in the Haitian Revolution, which overthrew the French colonial government, abolished slavery and established modern Haiti. And the Roman Catholic Church left for several decades following the revolution, allowing Vodou to become Haiti's dominant religion. And in the 20th century, voodoo spread elsewhere. So there's kind of links between that, as I say, uh, voodoo in Louisiana and sort of other parts of America where you, uh, you know, there's a witch doctor, there are rituals, there's kind of secret societies and secret rituals. And there is a belief that you can raise a slave from the dead. And I think the reason uh, that zombies kind of became this kind of popular myth is because it is a literal metaphor for the experience of slaves. You know, like you are completely possessed you just follow a master so the idea of these zombies is that they are risen from the dead they are soulless and they must follow the instructions of the person who raised them from the dead they become their master so it's it's kind of this just it's a horrific kind of result of a horrific life
1: Um, uh i don't like it
2: no it's it's really I, i mean it kind of follows those um ideas of, like, robot in Russia. It's these... It literally means slave. It literally means, like, following... Having to follow these instructions.
0: Is that where the word robot is from?
2: Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, like, which is why I love, like, Isaac Asimov books, like, exploring the experience of robots and things like that, and that kind of linking them to human experience and, and them being metaphors for slaves also. So, it it's this thing of of where like basically you're trapped for all eternity in this thing of you just
0: no free will the,
2: your master wants you've got nothing no choices no decisions you're just mm-hmm. and it, it it is it's horrific it's horrible yeah and and it's and it's a fate worse than death really yeah because if you were you know in life if you are trapped in any way or whatever the idea that there's a possibility that somebody could take you raise you from the dead and force you to live this after having lived whatever horrific experience in your life it's it's yeah and it could um it could possibly be like a punishment for poor living in your lifetime so bokors are kind of like witch doctors are kind of like um religious leaders in this and they Uh, can develop powders and rituals and things like this. And if they feed those to you, then they become your master and they kind of decide your fate. Uh, But, so I've given you a little bit of history about sort of Haiti and kind of Haitian zombies. And now I want to talk about, let's see, I haven't practiced saying this man's name, Clairvius Narcisse. That
1: is a great name, isn't it? It sounds like he should be in Harry Potter. Uh he's, he's definitely not. a Slytherin. Uh
2: unfortunately, I w maybe, maybe. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little what bit. What do you mean
0: unfortunately?
2: Like, I don't I don't he he had no control is what I'm saying. Slytherin right. implies control. This he is a do. man who, who had not it's kind of fucking tragic, I think, if we break it down. But let's have a look. So, uh Clarvius Narcisse entered the Albert Schweitzer Hospital in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Um, He appeared to be suffering from malnutrition, high fever and aches throughout his body. His condition deteriorated rapidly as he developed respiratory problems, became unresponsive and then slipped into a coma. Two days later, on the 2nd of May 1962, he was declared dead by two attending physicians. His sister, Angelina, identified the body and another sister, Marie Claire, Marie Claire, like the magazine? Okay. Authenticated <laughs> death certificate by placing her fingerprint on it.
1: Could have been worse. She could have been called like Just 17.
2: I know, right? The next day, Angelina, Marie Claire, and the rest of the family.
0: <laughs> Both L- a man has died. <laughs> the,
1: the guide to good housekeeping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buried. Well, all they in buried attendance. Their
2: brother. Clairvius in a small With, cemetery near yes, their village uh, of Lester. Parents, readers, and doctors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here the saga of Clairvius Narcisse should have ended. But 18 years later, in 1980, a shuffling vacant-eyed man approached Angelina in a village marketplace and identified himself as her brother, Clairvius. His family and many villagers recognized him immediately and he told them a fantastic tale of being dug up from his grave (laughs) and led away to work as a slave on a remote sugar plantation. Though surprised, the villagers accepted his story because they believed that the power of voodoo magic uh, made such things possible. It was clear to them that Clairvius Narcisse had been a member of the living dead, a zombie. Folklore inspires fiction zombies have been portrayed in many low-budget horror films as half-decayed creatures that claw their way out the grave to, a prey- to prey on the helpless living. But Clarivius was dug out of a grave and forced to work on a plantation for 18 years. So yes, this, this obviously leads people to go, hey, are you sure you were a zombie? Um, and it <laughs> That actually, is
0: the question. I mean, I'm asking who's fucking digging up this guy? Well...
2: Bokors. Um, so what Clairvius had said is that a Bokor had dug him out of his grave, taken him to the plantation where he worked for 18 years.
0: How did and, he know he was alive? Did he like poison him or? Uh,
2: yeah, I think so. I think that's him what under saying. Bokor spell. would have uh, created that situation to make Clairvius die right? Um, and then dug him up out of his grave and reanimated him.
0: And sent him off to...
2: Yeah, and what Clairvius was saying is that basically uh, after the 18 years, the Bokor either died or wasn't bothered about like keeping him anymore, and, and one day he just walked off the plantation and went home.
0: Oh my god.
2: Yeah, so uh, my personal feeling is that Clairvius was not a zombie. Um it is entirely possible that Clairvius was drugged and there are some plants, um, one known as the zombie cucumber, uh, that could certainly make you ill. And, but I'm not sure if it can make you appear dead.
1: I'm but sorry, people have
2: definitely been buried cucumber.
0: alive. Yeah, sorry. Let me, let me have a, a look Let's to that. Let's have a so, moment on that, guys. <laughs> I'm putting buried cucumber. alive. Buried alive is going in the hat. Yeah, buried alive buried is
2: So this story was in particular uh, investigated by an anthropologist and ethnobotanist called Wade Davis. Um, So Wade Davis decided to go to Haiti and explore this. As a result, uh, the BBC actually made a TV documentary about this. Uh, So Narcisse became a a celebrity when the BBC featured him uh, and they attained an official copy of his death certificate. And found more than 200 rel- relatives and residents who were willing to swear that the man who returned in 1980 was truly Narcisse.
1: Wow. 200 and relatives? Fucking hell. Yeah, this I know, must right? must be something else. <laughs>
2: uh, and the BBC also obtained a sample of zombie powder... Uh, which, according to legend, was the key to turning a healthy man into a zombie. They sent the powder um, to a doctor called Klein, I can't see the first name, for testing, um, but it didn't contain any known drug or toxin. Klein, however, was convinced that the real zombie powder existed, and he asked Wade Davis, uh, this anthropologist ethnobotanist, to fly to Haiti, obtain a sample, and return it to the United States for analysis. Um, so Wade did go to Haiti um, and he did contact various bokors and he discovered uh, something called a tetra- tetradoxin or bufotoxin. So tetradoxin is supposed to come from a pufferfish, and bufotoxin from a toad. However, all of the powders that they ever like possessed that could be a zombie powder contained negligible traces of those. Like, basically, it, it sounds a bit... It's all just a bit dodgy. Like, there's no real proof that these zombie powders exist or that these zombie powders would have been used with uh, Clairvius Narcisse. Now, certainly, uh, I think he could have been drugged on a regular basis to be used as a slave. I absolutely believe that could be happening. Mm. But I I don't believe he really died and was brought back um but i think, Do you there think are... he was buried uh yeah i think it's possible he was buried but obviously i don't know and and certainly there may be people who would be more invested in the idea that he must be buried and dug up and and certainly putting this across so i found this website where basically davis kind of like wrote up his whole story and experience of going to Haiti and trying to discover the zombie powders, the zombie cucumber, uh, which uh, I need to have a specific look on here to see. Uh, yes, sorry, it's the Datura stramonium species, um, and in America that's known as Jimson weed. So that can, it can be poisonous, and it can be used uh, to induce trance-like states. So it is entirely possible that Clarivius was given this weed Um, that could have made him believe that he was dead. I don't think that any of the things that they've mentioned here would have made other people believe he was dead.
1: Mm. But surely that could be that, you know, thinking back to our episode about mass hysteria and the idea, you know, of something spreading because other people believe it. You know what I mean? I guess it would only take somebody else to go, oh my goodness, this has happened
0: yeah also if someone if i've watched someone get buried then i'll probably believe they're dead yeah and if they popped back i've been to their funeral and then they were gone for
1: probably even just a day after i'd seen them get buried i'd be like well yep they're dead after a day i might be like nah it was a hoax but i think after 18 years i'd be like wow this is either the world's longest and worst joke or there's a zombie here yeah
2: yeah, I well, I think there's definitely a, a man who has been tortured and, you know, drugged regularly mm-hmm. and, and been forced to work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, like, I don't think his experience was lovely in any stretch of the imagination. But I don't, I think, you know, there's lots of ways that people are manipulated mm-hmm. and I don't think, like certainly you could add the mystical element and the trances and all that kind of thing. And it will make the person who you're manipulating believe it more. But there are plenty of people the world over who are manipulated just simply through like administering drug use and getting people hooked on this, that and the other and, Mm -hmm. and being forced to do things that they wouldn't do if they were just in a sound state and could feel in control enough to leave. What happened to Clavius? um he actually he didn't die uh sorry he he did die but we know he didn't died. we know he died <laughs> well, we know he
1: died and that he didn't
2: die yes. <laughs> what happened after that he died not long um after he oh, was no. actually uh found again so i think it was sort of um either uh under a year or a few months because his body i think had just undergone like just so much stress and so much yeah. trauma oh.
1: um
2: and I think he he genuinely believed that he had been a zombie for those years. And, and it probably felt like it, certainly if he was regularly administered drugs. Mm. But yeah, Davis, uh, this guy who kind of like, I guess, tried to make a career out of trying to find zombie powders. He wrote book that was then called uh the serpent and the rainbow which then actually um so that was based on narcissus story and it became a horror film in 1988 uh directed by wes craven so that's a zombie movie we can check out but yeah it's it's basically poor clervius uh didn't didn't live very long after he was found and And I do feel that the people who, like, discovered him were like, oh, I could become rich out of this. So somehow Narcisse received a dose of the zombie powder. He became ill, went to hospital, became paralyzed and died. He later said that he was conscious throughout and heard himself pronounced dead. Oh, no. Yeah. After burial, he was dug up and beaten to prevent his spirit from re-entering his body. I think more just to stress him out,
1: Yeah,
2: um, and led away to a distant plantation. According to some accounts, zombies are fed a paste made from the datura stramonium, the zombie cucumber, that contains tropane alkaloids capable of inducing a psychotic state. Continued doses could keep a zombie confused and docile during his new life as a slave. In the case of Narcisse, the slave owner died after 18 years and Narcisse regained his freedom by simply wandering away from the plantation. But as I say, it wasn't that long after he returned to town and his family that he, he died. And there's, there's some sort of, uh, basically people kind of think that Wade Davis is uh, a bit dodgy in terms of what he was trying to explore and what he was trying to put across Davis first advanced his hypothesis that tetradoxin poisoning could explain the existence of Haitian zombies. This idea has been controversial, and his 1985 follow-up book, The Serpent and the Rainbow, elaborating upon this claim, has been criticized as containing a number of scientific inaccuracies. One of these is the suggestion that Haitian witch doctors can keep zombies in a state of pharmacologically induced trance for many years. As part of his uh, Haitian investigations, Davis commissioned the exhumation of a recently buried child. Dead human tissues is supposed to be be uh, sorry be a part of the zombie powder used by witch doctors to produce zombies. And this has been criticised by the professional literature as a breach of ethics. Which well, yeah. I, I would say <laughs> I'd I'd agree with that. Uh...
1: I would say it's somewhat of an understatement. <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah, it's yeah, like uh, please don't put
1: ground up children in your zombifying powder when you're trying to make slaves. Please use an alternative. Thanks very much.
2: Yeah, uh, an ethical alternative.
1: Ground up adults. So,
2: so, I mean,
1: (laughs) good go to Nina.
2: Yeah, so the Haitian kind of mythology and zombie has given rise to a lot of movies about zombies. And it wasn't actually until Romero's Night of the Living Dead that kind of... uh, the zombie that we love and and know today kind of came into existence. Before that, um, your first zombie movie uh, was in 1932 and it was called White Zombie. And it basically took all of the sort of Haitian tradition and I guess Louisiana sort of voodoo as well because it was an American production um, and made it all about white people. So that's cool.
0: Classic 1930s and rest of (laughs) all time and all yeah. time yeah
2: yeah exactly um but uh i haven't seen that movie it does look high camp and and i don't know at some point i will probably watch it but yeah i do i really i really enjoy a zombie movie i think they've got lots to offer because they're metaphors for so many things um i i i think they're great but that's it that's the end that's the end of my story and poor old uh narcissus yeah. I
1: really enjoyed that story. Although like it was, he's had a terrible life. Yeah, yeah. twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. soon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, no, it is really sad um, his existence. And like you say, it just sounds like exploitation, doesn't it? And that people have been manipulated into believing certain things to cover up. If they stopped that, the slave trade over there is that now finished, or is this an ongoing project?
2: Uh, well, I think I think that uh, I, I I think slavery is is illegal. I I just think that when people steal other people, that they're doing illegal things. So this I think they're the... trying to stop it.
1: <laughs> cool. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, another don't, important lesson don't learned. You get a slave, Bob. Yeah. Don't people you... aren't things, guys. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's weird that. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like quite a simple fact to grasp. So. Just, just need the villains of the world to get on board. Any hoozles, So, how, how is your clay? Uh, I'm not going to pick mine up, but
2: I
0: will. Uh, I'm going to message my picture in the thing. Um, so okay. I did a thing where I made my clay, and then I had all this dry clay powder all over my hands. But then I picked up my can of gin, and um, that sounds classy. Yeah. <laughs> my can of gin. It's pink. And it was like it was cold, so it's like condensated, and so it just turned all the clay on my hands into liquid clay paste. Nice. Um, So I'm going to need to go wash my hands and then I'll show you what I made. Okay.
1: Oh, Rhea, yours is cool. I like it. I made a face, which I thought was quite good until you made yours, and now mine looks like it was made by a two year old. I added an eyeball to it, hanging out its head. Oh, I like that a lot. Thanks. Added. You know, unnecessary grossness.
2: That's cool. I love that. Well, whilst Nina's not here,
1: I would like to you talk, want to talk about... smack about her.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to talk some smack about Nina. No, I would <gasps> like to discuss uh, fan fiction.
1: No, no. Would... Nina. Would... <laughs> what, what's happening? She's trying to talk about fan fiction. <laughs> Stap it. Okay. Uh, something that I want to add in... Um, I know you don't like it, Nina, but I just want to add in an important d- it's reminder. It's not that I that... don't
0: like it. I just think it's really boring. And if people yeah. care, they can read about it. Okay. Oh. I love how she knew what I was going to say before I even said it. <laughs> you say
1: it every day. week and you apologize to me about it every week. I don't like I own do. the content. I want to be very clear that uh, lots of the content I use is very much made up from Wikipedia and other people's hard work. I'm just here to deliver a shortened, <laughs> half-assed version of it for your Oral, ple- oral pleasure yeah our is probably better yeah yeah not the other one <laughs> not yet keep listening no don't um anyway so yeah so please check out if you're interested in our topics and the things that we have talked about please have a little look at all of our resources that are listed um as long as we haven't forgot to put any but usually they're all listed um and you can check out the hard work of other people that we're basically not taking credit for but we're just delivering not that they asked us to the you're
0: anyway. Yeah. You're welcome. Goodbye. Um. Here's my ant. Uh, well, it's an ant.
1: Oh, oh. nice! Wow. Is it but... pooping?
0: No. It's those are its antennas, but they wouldn't stand up.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Like... Oh yeah. I don't know why I thought it would be double pooping.
0: <laughs> no. My <laughs> clay is a bit dry, so it didn't. None of it really stuck together properly. So, it's it's a bit of a kind of collapsed ant
1: clay is hard okay so nina do you have suck hat oh yeah somewhere gotta pick a topic guys we tell you this every week and hopefully you've already started doing it but if you have any interesting topics please write in we want to know because we'll do them now we're at gmail.com drop us an email yeah send
2: us something nice say nice things about us compliment our hair and our teeth
1: oh Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else though. Don't you dare weigh in about nostrils. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> I You're mean, please, my eyes. Please don't compliment our nostrils because who does that? <laughs> what is that really nicely shaped? Well, no, no mine I think mine are very average nostrils, but
2: got real weird
1: <laughs> <Get away. laughs> let's, let's just stop this uh, segue. Okay, so oh, okay. Nina has the the. Uh, I can't even speak Mexican anymore. Mexican It's Mexican mysteries. Ooh, that's I really wanted to have like, like a mariachi stage. band
2: then. <laughs> ba, 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 ba.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, that's really exciting. So yeah, please do join us next time for Mexican mysteries. But in the meantime, please do subscribe, follow. Um, if like, you've been doing artwork your friends. Share. Get your friends to follow. Um, no, if and if doing artwork yeah. as well. Tag Joy. us on Instagram. Happiness. We just sound like a terrible perfume advert now. Yeah. <laughs> We're just uh, saying in, words. Say
2: and easy payments of four ninety-nine, you can get us <laughs> scent um, nice. A I'll rub a some
0: tissues under my armpits and post them out <laughs> to you. Yeah.
2: First class. You got to put it paying, No, you got to get some and would. put it in some alcohol in a bottle. That's how perfumes made.
1: Okay. Sorry. Oh, and what we're going to do craft wise next week? We already decided pre-episode. Hello.
0: Hello. Yeah, because normally we sit talking about it for 5 minutes going, oh, "I don't know." Yeah. Should we do something that we've already done? <laughs>
1: But guys, collage. we're going to be doing collage, so get your Vogue, yep, Marie Claire's, not the family members before <laughs> Clavius, but yeah. the actual magazine. Uh, <laughs> and about. join us for Creepy Collage. Uh, anything else we've got to say?
2: No, I mean, I could talk a little bit about fan fiction. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> and
0: on yeah. next week's okay, <laughs> programme, we're going to holding an exciting vote about whether or not to fire Ria. Please uh. join. So email us your suggestions for replacement.
1: Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, you were fired. <laughs> wow, this spoiler sucks. I hate it. Cool. In the meantime, thanks for listening, weirdos. We love you lots. And what the fuck is our sign off? Thanks for listening, weirdos. You
0: just did it. Bye. I'm, I'm gonna do it just by myself.
2: <laughs> okay, I love you. Bye.